MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here's Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. We begin our number three of VSIN Prime Time presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross and Holden Kushner coming at you. I am in Las Vegas. Holden is in the great state of Colorado and Holden, a lot of Colorado flavor here as we are joined by Mike Sanford Jr., uh, the former interim head coach at Colorado before Prime Time took over there. Coach, you can be, follow him on X at Coach underscore Sanford too. Coach, great to have you join us here on the program. Really appreciate your time and I'm sure you get this a lot, the changes that that you've seen obviously since Coach Prime took over there uh, in Buffs Land. What, what do you expect year two to look like now that it feels like I'm assuming Coach Prime is going to get his guys in, as he said uh, during the season last year? Well, there's a lot of new, uh, certainly a lot of new on the roster. Uh, I think there's only one contributing member, um, at least that's going to be a starter in 2024 that was on the team uh, that I was offense coordinator, then eventually interim head coach for in 2022. That's only two years ago. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a linebacker, Trevor Woods, who was our starting safety. And I think that's it. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of new, new conference, um, you know, a schedule that's going to be really unique that. North Dakota state comes to town for the opener Wow! Uh, at Colorado state in Canvas stadium. You know, that's going to be a huge game in state, but then going to big, big 12 conference, that's going to be a whole new uh, just set of challenges, different de- styles of offenses, different styles of defenses, and then a new offensive line, even from last year, uh, a whole bunch of new, new faces in that offensive line and new, new coaching staff, new coordinators on both sides of the ball, uh, even from the 2023 debut campaign from coach prime. So, uh, the, I think the storyline is new and uh, new isn't always the easiest thing to do, but I, I think it'll be really interesting to watch how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, it was a meteoric rise last year for the first few weeks of the season, wasn't it? And then they came back down to earth. So uh, the hype lived up to the hype for the first 
maybe three games or so, and then it all went downhill from there. But there's no doubt with the Broncos being as bad as they have been here in Denver, Coach, uh, Colorado really turned into the story for a little while. But enough of Colorado. Let's get into the draft because all Dave and I can talk about here (laughs) is the three big guys. We got Williams, we got Daniels, and we got uh, Drake May as well. So from what I understand, you watch a lot of Daniels tape. Um, and I got to get the breakdown from you here. How, how pro ready is this guy? How immediate can he be an impact to one of the worst teams in football? That's either going to end up trading up for him or he's going to have to sit there at two or three. I'm going to be on a plane flight tomorrow night, headed to Indianapolis to scout out the combine because I just like you, I live in the, in the Denver Metro uh, and I'm covering the Denver Broncos. And there is no question that there is going to be a lot of eyes focused on the quarterback position at the combine. Unfortunately, those big three, they're not participating or throwing at the combine. And I'd love to tell them, do you realize that Patrick Mahomes threw at the combine and Tom Brady threw at the combine? I get it. It's a new, you know, different era. It's unique in the sense that it's almost like the top three guys now, like kind of get on the, their agents get together and say, Hey, are you going to, is your guy going to throw? No. Okay. Then I, my guy's not going to throw. <laughs> um, and then they, you know, they can control the environment in their pro days. Um, but I'm looking forward to just getting down there and and, and watching J.J. McCarthy, watching uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. Um, Spencer Rattler had a really good uh, senior bowl. I was down there in Mobile as well. Um, but I, I am interested in seeing, you know, where Jaden Daniels does land. Uh, this thing, The thing I think that's a misnomer about Jaden Daniels is the fact that he is not. Uh, he's not green. He's played a lot of college football. In fact, it goes back to 2019, starting as a true freshman at Arizona state, winning the, winning the job in, you know, in the off season and winning games at Arizona state um, before the wheels fell off with, with all the NCAA violations that happened in Tempe in, you know, the 2020 post COVID time era um, there at, at, at Arizona state, he was highly successful eight win uh, quarterback as a young quarterback. And then the transfer to LSU, it just took off with the skill position talent around him. Malik Neighbors being, uh, I think, one of the most in- intriguing uh, receivers in this draft. What I see from Jaden Daniels is he, I think he has all the skills. He has the experience. And it's going to be a question of can his body sustain for a 17 plus game uh, season, which he's going to have to do in the national football league. Now it has to this point in the college game. There have been a lot of hits uh, that are well-documented. The the young man's got to learn to get down, but I will say that the the completion percentage at 72%, those weren't all behind the, 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 the line of scrimmage bubble type screen throws. This guy pushes the ball down the field you know, rushed for over 1,100 yards. And then the the thing that really jumps out to me about Jaden Daniels is 40 touchdowns to four interceptions. I'm really excited to watch what Jaden Daniels is going to be at the next level. I do think there's some developmental time for him physically at the next level, but I don't think uh, there is a quarterback in this draft. I did say that. I don't think there's a quarterback in this draft that has the upside of Jaden Daniels. Wow. That's uh, that's Ooh. high praise right there with that upside, Mike. I know that's what a lot of coaches look for. And you as an offensive-minded coach, I'm always curious. I remember sitting at, at then Redskins training camp, holding I know well back in the day with, with Trevor Maddich, now does great work at ESPN. And Trevor, day one, we're looking at Lyman, and he goes, he can't play. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, his footwork. You guys seem to see things that sometimes we in the media cannot see. When you go to the combine, or you break down tape, 
What are you looking for? What are those things that not the intangibles that you're going to get when you talk to the kids and and those interview process, but the actual tape? What is it that you're looking for besides everything else that we see? I think in the modern era of college football with the air raid offenses and, and the second play quarterbacks, you know, that really rely primarily on the scramble drill. I want to see what a guy can function like on tape within the pocket. And can he deliver the ball on time with under duress, be able to make those subtle moves that Tom Brady made so famous. It's that pocket subtlety to just slide three to seven inches and, 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 and find that soft spot in the pocket and Jaden Daniels has shown that. I think that uh, of the quarterbacks in the top three, I like his pocket presence and his on-time ability as much as anybody in this draft class. Uh, I really like this uh, this young man's ability to deliver the ball accurately, to lo- deliver it on time when the first read is open, the second read's open, and do so in the pocket. And there's no denying his athleticism once he does get outside the pocket. Uh, I think that he is the second best pure thrower in this draft class. And I've been a big Michael Penix Jr. fan. I think he's the best pure thrower, but there's obviously question marks about his health. And that's why I think he's not in this conversation of these top three guys. So the number one of the three guys is Williams and you're not the general manager of the bears and you don't have to worry about salary cap or anything (laughs) else like that. But if I ask you, Hey, at the end of, let's say two years from now, who's going to be the better, just overall quarterback in the NFL, is it going to be Caleb Williams or is it going to be Justin Fields? Well, if Caleb Williams ends up in Chicago, you name the last quarterback that had long sustained success <laughs> in Chicago. McMahon. For whatever reason, it just hasn't materialized. And he is a generational quarterback. The The obvious comparisons to Patrick Mahomes are there. And I completely see why, because of his unorthodox ability to make throws off schedule, uh, change his arm slot, throw the ball from every different angle possible and behind his back and through his legs. Like the guy does everything. But I do think that Jaden Daniels upside in three to four years is the greatest. The thing that you can't ever forget, though, when you're when you're projecting quarterbacks, what situation are they walking into? Like I saw some uh, some rumors today about Drake May being potentially uh, somebody the Vikings target because they just, you know, they just hired his his high school head coach uh, in, in Luke McCown. Um, and and at, uh, Josh McCown, excuse me, at at the Minnesota Vikings, that would be a tremendous situation for Drake May, uh, surrounded by a bunch of talent and a known quarterback developer and Kevin O'Connell. So, uh, in terms of pure talent, take the situations out of it. Personally, I think that that Jaden Daniels has the highest ceiling of this quarterback class, and reminds me the most of what I saw last year in C.J. Stroud and and the ability to make some wild throws down the field and extend plays when needed. Coach, it's fascinating because, again, going back to when Mike Shanahan was in charge in D.C., when Robert Griffin III's coming out of Baylor, the big debate was like, is he 6'2 and a, and a quarter or is he 6'2 and a – like we're talking about the measurables down to the, you know, the half degrees here. You mentioned kind of the slightness, and we saw this with Bryce Young year one in Carolina, and you wonder how much his body can actually hold up. Does body type really matter to play that position to take that pounding potentially for 17 weeks? I think it absolutely does matter. And, you know, I think Jaden Daniels, because of his overall stature, and he's a tall, lanky, athletic, he, he can get out of trouble. 
but certainly like there's no doubting that he has to learn how to slide and he needs mm-hmm. to know when to slide because in the National Football League with those linebackers safeties barreling down on you it's just going to hit a lot differently and you got to play the long game in the NFL both the long game for the current season and the long game you know for your career um, and I think that's going to be really important for him I think he's athletic enough to do that he showed a lot of cur- courage as an LSU starting quarterback had to do a lot to just for that team to have a chance to win football games because of the defense that he had on the other side of the ball was giving up points that are at a rapid level I mean a record-breaking level nearly um, so I do think that body type and stature matters a whole heck of a lot. I mean, it is funny when you watch Bryce young play, he looks small. Like he looks really small on an, on an NFL field. He does. He did some decent things at times this year, but overall he just looked overwhelmed physically by the demands of a quarterback in the national football league. I don't think Jaden Daniels would be in that position. Coach, great stuff. Really appreciate the time. Uh, do you, do you go skiing now? You, you, since you're not just, you don't have to do all this work like you had to do. Yeah, well, I'm on I'm on the radio down here in Denver and covering the Broncos, uh, doing some some news work too with NBC here. Um, but I, I have gotten up, uh, I think it's eight times this year. Wow. Uh, up to the slopes last year, uh, my first year, not having a full-time coaching job, I got 30 days on the mountain and I was proud of it. I, I'm a snowboarder uh, and you know, the Colorado has got, it's the best in the world in terms of all the different <laughs> places is. you can go to. So uh, I got my money's worth on my passes that I bought last year. And uh, it looks like we're going to have a whole heck of a lot more snow coming up here through March and April. And I'm happy about it. Yeah. Enjoy the year, but I'm sure you keep the phone on. You're probably going to be getting a lot of calls. You'll be back to doing some other stuff. I'm sure before too long. Coach Sanford, Appreciate the time, man. Enjoy it. Hey, really appreciate you guys having me on. There he is, everybody. Mike Sanford. Give him a follow at Coach underscore Sanford 2 on X. Going to talk to Mr. Doug Allen. That is next, coming up right here on VEASAN Primetime. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball is almost back. What better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with Visa's free MLB betting primer? The primer is going to tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our Visa experts and their World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has got basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting MLB, plus a breakdown of how to use sabermetrics for more data-driven bettors to make this your best season yet. Bet. MLB smarter this year. Download the free MLB betting primer now for free at vcin.com slash guide. That's vsin.com slash guide. Back alongside Holden Kushner, Dave Ross here. My advice early on would be bet the Dodgers overs. My God. They're just like, it's spring training and they're already going nuts. Right? Like what, the, the Dodgers, are they just going to be like the murderers row 29 Yankees and just score 10 runs a game? I mean, they have three of the best players of their generation on the same team, uh, Shohei, who really, when it's all said and done, could be the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. He just does things we've never seen. I don't know how much more juice is left in his arm for pitching, but he's coming off, what, a torn AC, or yep. a torn uh, Tommy John, and he goes and he hits an oppo taco today. The guy's absolutely amazing, but it really doesn't matter the regular season for that team. And it hasn't for a while. It's basically, do they win the world series? And I think at this point, Dave Roberts probably has to get to the world series to keep his job. But my question for you, and I've talked to you and I both know share Pam. We know a lot of people mm-hmm. that are in Vegas that bet and stuff. And, and I was talking to him. I was talking to Derek Stevens and all your guys over there. Baseball betting has just kind of tanked um, and it's right around where hockey is these days. Like, does anyone talk about baseball anymore? Like just it, the nerds <laughs> like us, we love it. But I just feel like it's it's just dropped so far. It's, it's the NFL college football. Then it's NBA. Then it's March Madness. And then down here, you just have this baseball hockey level. You know, it's it's amazing that you asked that question. And I do think it becomes an age thing. Did you grow up with Major League Baseball? Mm. And I know you and I did. And so mm. it's still near and dear to my heart because it does have those tentacles to your childhood. But you know what? The, the younger generations, that might not be true. Right. And so they, they, they weren't ingrained in it. I think like we were. I mean, uh, my earliest memories were getting up to read the newspaper. What's that? 
and combing through the box scores. Mm -hmm. That's what you did. You wanted, oh, so-and-so went two for four last night with a, with a homer and three ribs. I don't know that kids have those same type conversations and that doesn't get you ingrained in the sport. And then certainly from a betting perspective, a lot of the times do you in a futures market, do you want to lock up your money for seven months? I mean, like, do you want to wait until football is into the second month before you can cash some of these tickets that you make? Pre I mean, it's it's a long season. And I think a lot of times with the attention span in the general public and a gambling public, it might not have the same cachet that it has in that, you know, now it's getting a little yeah. bit elongated now to a 17-week regular season. But, man, it just feels like NFL. It's week to week. We get in it. We get our nice break. Major League Baseball, it's a grind. It's every single day. So you really have to stay on top of it, I think, to, to make money on it, be successful uh, in Major League Baseball on a day-in, day-out. It's a grind, kids, and it's a marathon. It ain't a sprint. And I think that's a difference. And the weird thing about baseball, though, and I love betting baseball. And I I mean, I grew up my number one sport growing up was baseball. Yep. It's not anymore. I was in the baseball business for a long time and and I'm not anymore. It's kind of for me, it fills the void of the summer once. And I remember doing shows here and I'm like, it's August. Right. And I said, yeah, I love I'm going to be grinding baseball until about the second week of August. And then. 90% of my research is going to be getting into the National Football League. So really, the grind isn't as long for me. And the problem is, is that I love the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. They've added layers to the playoffs. The NFL is on at the same time. You know, baseball has not done a great job of marketing themselves to the younger audience. And I, I really believe, and you ask some of these guys their handle, and you're up there. I mean, you can talk to them. I don't think there's too much of a difference between baseball and NHL anymore. And that's just mind boggling how it, far it's fallen. And it's a real problem. It needs to be addressed to get in the young. You got us. You have to get a different demographic yeah. here uh, for Major League Baseball. By the way, we're going to have uh, Mr. Doug Allen in the next segment to talk all things. Obviously, he's a big Knicks fan. We'll get to that. Yeah. They're playing. We're going to get to some updates right now in the live betting market. Your rock chalk Jayhawk. Mm hmm. Bit of a struggle early against BYU. About 11.32 to go in the first half. Kansas uh, is up 16.13 live number. Kansas to win, minus 475. Uh, BYU plus 325. Bit of a slow start here for Rock Chalk. What do you make of that? I mean, Hunter Dickinson has a dude that's 6'6 guarding him. I don't know why he's not giving the ball every <laughs> single time. BYU's hit a couple of shots down from downtown, but this thing closed earlier today. It was seven. I think it closed at eight. It's at eight and a half right now. The books are just saying, hey, just be patient with this team. I wish this number would get down to five. I actually wish BYU would take a lead. Forget that I'm a, a Kansas grad. I wanted to get in on this thing between four and a half and five. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I think the two games actually that I targeted, and there's still a lot of time left in this Kansas game, but two games I targeted to bet live tonight, Orlando has already blown the door off of Brooklyn. So there's no way to bet that game. Mm -hmm. I did tell you Brooklyn would probably struggle to score a hundred right now. They got 44 and they're a minute into the third quarter. And then there's Kansas too. So um, the one game that started that I'm excited about Victor Wembanyama. And the Spurs. When Bamiana has, uh, uh, remember, I told you, block and steals. I had four and a half, and then I had four uh, blocks, or plus four or more blocks. He's got a steal, no blocks, but he's got eight points and four rebounds. It's really cool. To see. It's so frustrating to watch Pop's rotations, but he's starting to run Wemby out there a little bit more. 
Man, the last time I bought basketball cards, trading cards, <laughs> was 2003 when I knew LeBron was just going to be the superstar. I'm like, all right, so I got a whole bunch, and I got his rookie cards everywhere. Like, this will probably be the first time I buy basketball cards in the first in the last 20 something years, just because I think this is the next guy to change the game. Get that rookie card, and you never know what it could be worth. That's what we we always do, and then we put them in as yep. spokes for our bicycle. I don't know why we did that as kids. But I never we did. did that. Uh, by the way, Syracuse is up. You know, I know you like. Cuse against Virginia Tech, yeah. one of my best buds. Uh, John Chu was at the game at the Cary Dome, and he's a Virginia Tech grad, and he just texted me a picture of the Dome and just said, we suck, as, as, yeah. uh, talking about Virginia Tech. So it's 63-52 now. Uh, Cuse in the live number, laying 10.5, so you only laid a, a point. Feeling pretty good that Cuse can get this home for you? Uh, about 11 minutes ago here in regulation. Yeah, this was more of a bet against Virginia Tech. Like I said, they've dropped 8-9 and nine on the road. They just don't play good basketball away from home. So uh, not to say it was a no-brainer, and there's a lot of time left, which mm-hmm. say almost 12 minutes. It's a 14-point lead, though. But this was more a bet uh, against Virginia Tech than it was on Syracuse. Uh, by the way, back in the NBA, we had talked about kind of that uh, fun little story with Stephen A. Smith and the Pelly's oh, going back and forth. By the way, Knicks are kind of putting up a fight here early. About four minutes to go in the first half right now. Pelly's up three, 37-34. So the live number is pretty much where the number closed at six and a half. So they were down 10 early. The Knicks hanging in there, only down three. Showing a little bit of fight so far in the garden tonight. Yeah, how about that? I this Hartenstein ended up sitting in this game. Um, and that was a big, that's a big loss for them. They played four of the last six nights. It's a tired sluggish team. So actually this might be a game that I'm going to start targeting in on and, and look to see if the Pelicans can cover the number, if the Knicks can keep this thing close, because I wouldn't be shocked come fourth quarter. The Knicks just get exhausted. First of all, Tibbs, all he does is run tight rotations during the regular season. All he does is have his players play defense. Very few other teams in the NBA play defense as hard as the Knicks do. And most coaches don't really emphasize their team playing 48 minutes during a regular season game of defense. So uh, this will be another game that I'm going to keep my eye on. Like you said, what, 37-34, about four minutes left in the first half. Yep. If the Knicks can hang around and I could get a better number than that pre-flop, maybe minus one and a half, two, uh, this will be a situation where I'm going to dive in and probably back New Orleans. We have one team that was down. with They've now flipped, and that would be the Mavericks. They're up 70-67 to 67 yeah. in Cleveland. Remember, they were getting four. Uh, that number is staying right there, though, so it doesn't look like uh, we're seeing a whole lot of change there. Cavaliers, though, are down three here, uh, but still a ton of time to go, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. And one of the games we talked about at the beginning of the show, the Hawks are up seven right now on Utah, 36-29, about three minutes to go, the live number there. The Hawks now up to four and a half uh, as a favorite there at home in the ATL. And one of the game of note, uh, Milwaukee right now against Charlotte, 19-11 defense challenged uh obviously for charlotte here uh with the hawks off to this early lead the live number now 16 and a half 
for the Bucks to close the show at home with a lot of time to go there in the game again holding that you have interest in uh, San Antonio hanging in there 15-13 right now uh, at the four minute mark here of the first quarter the live number there still the Timberwolves big favorites in this one to still come back and put up a number so we'll keep an eye on those numbers but when we come back Mr. Doug Ellen yes you know him from Entourage how about pickleball as well and also the state of New York basketball with those Knicks he says he's depressed is he still depressed we'll discuss when you come back with us right here on Visa Primetime is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today. Get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use the promo code PRIME. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do for the entire year, which includes our daily best bet emails with a leaderboard to show you which VEASAN expert has the current hot hand, betting switch showing you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of each tournament. Remember, use promo code PRIME to get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for just $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe back alongside Holden Kushner Dave Ross here a pleasure to welcome back to the program Holden Mr. Doug Allen of course you all know him as the creator of Entourage one of the best shows arguably in the history of TV uh, he's got a show ramble on with Charlie Sheen going to talk about that we know he's also a depressed Knicks fan but we want to begin here Doug great to have you back on to talk Thanks. about some pickleball because you've got something going on. Are you going to an island to play pickleball? Can you tell the people about that? I'm going to an island, Necker Island, which is Richard Branson's private island. Um, he was on Entourage many years ago, but this is completely separate from that. I got invited. Um, I mean, it's supposedly one of the most beautiful places in the world. I've never been. So it'll be seven nights in paradise with uh, a bunch of pro pickleball players and, and me. And uh, I don't know who else is going to be there, but it's going to be fun. Is there any pressure to perform there to play high level pickleball? Or are you going to be going to like this beautiful resort? How do you concentrate on the game? You know, it's funny because like the, the woman who's running it says, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about your game. And I'm friends with a lot of the pros. <laughs> and I said, I mean, I don't like, if I play with the 50 year old amateurs, you'll see like I'm very good. But if you want to put me on the court with the pros, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be that great. So I don't know what I'm getting set up for, but I don't care. I'll have some margaritas and I'll be on the beach either way, you know? So I'm sitting here in my 40s. I blew out my calf on a tennis court. <laughs> and then oh. on the other, on the other leg, it was blowing out my Achilles on a free throw going up. I, I'm not. I've been very hesitant to get out on the pickleball court. Uh, what is the chance of injury on a pickleball court when you're playing against 50 and 60 year olds? You know, it's funny. You're still not really into this game yet. I mean, this <laughs> no, this no. this is no joke. I mean, Jack Sock, who's been a top uh, 15, maybe even 10 tennis players, Sam Query, uh, they're all playing. It is hard on the body, especially singles, yeah. and you can get hurt. And they, you know, they say it might even be harder on the body than tennis because there are so many shorter, quick turns because the court is small. Um, but there's ACL tears going on. And, you know, the thing that you hear about now that they put all over social media about all the older people getting hurt, you know, 
people think they can go out there and play it like it's, you know, old man ping pong, but like high level ping pong, if you've ever watched that, this game can, can be very competitive. And the reason I think people love it so much is because you can go out and not be good and have fun, but you can also get to those really high levels where it is very athletic and very competitive, but injuries are definitely, uh, you know, very possible. So you have to treat it like any other sport and stretch and stay in shape and not just go out once every, you know, once a month and think you can do it. You know, Doug, it's funny because Holden and I, we were talking about, you know, some of our favorite uh, entourage episodes with you coming on the show again today. And, you know, we mentioned Holden's injury with his calf and it takes me right to Johnny drama and the calf episode of Lamar Odom and he accuses him of having fake calves. How did you guys come up with that for the show? Well, two things before I tell you how I came up with it, he should think about a calf replacement. I need from pickleball. I need a hip replacement, but how I came up with it. My ex-wife and I were in Hawaii. I happened to have thin calves, (laughs) um, you know, Kevin Dillon, who, who said he had thin calves on the show was so offended by the script because he's got enormous calves. And he was like, I'm not doing this, but he ultimately did it. But, um, my ex-wife said something to me about it at the time. And we're talking 20 years ago when there weren't all these plastic surgeries. So I didn't even know it was a thing. And when she said it was, I thought it was very funny. And that's where it came from. <laughs> so t- tell me what's going on with the show with, uh, with Charlie Sheen, right? What is it? Ramble on. Where well, are ramble we with on. So right now we're, we're in a holding pattern. I shot a pilot that I financed. It's excellent, but you know, we need uh, about 5 million an episode to keep it going. We've had meetings with everybody from Netflix, Amazon, HBO, everybody seems to really like it. Um, but nobody said here's 60 million yet, but, uh, (laughs) we're, we're, uh, we're grinding through. I think with your track record, somehow somebody's going to come up with that money dog. I just have a sneaking suspicion. We shall see. You never know. (laughs) Crazy business you're in out there uh, when it comes to Hollywood. Let's talk about some New York sports here, Doug, because I just love on the sheet when it says depressed Knicks fan. And I don't know if you've seen this this whole thing uh, going on. The Pelicans are in town tonight at the Garden taking on the Knicks. uh, Up three last look there. But Stephen A. Smith seems like he's in a beef with the Pellies over Zion Williamson. And and, and I don't know where this is all coming from here. What do you make of, like – athletes, entertainers going at certain teams and the teams go back at them. Do you kind of like that? Because Stephen A is kind of like you, depressed Knicks fan. I think that's where part of this comes from. I, I love it. And I love Stephen A, but, you know, I, I hate the press. And I think, you know, for a long time, athletes just had to sit there and take it. You know, there was an interesting thing with, uh, I don't know if you saw the Spreewell thing with Brian Shaw talking about the behind the scenes with PJ Carlissimo when he choked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Spreewell, obviously you can't choke your coach, but <laughs> if anyone had listened to uh, Carlissimo announce, you know, there were times I was watching the games I wanted to choke the guy. So <laughs> I can imagine listening to him on a court and these professional athletes being yelled at or told they suck or this and that. They have no voice. And then this happened and it really cost Spreewell millions and millions of dollars. I'm, again, I'm not suggesting you can choke your coach, but there <laughs> is now like the world. Are, but- yeah, but the, the world now, and I do it too. When I get, you know, a critic, which, you know, Entourage has been off the air for years, but some some guy will come and write some stupid article about how bad it actually was and we should relook at it because it wasn't good and you might have remembered it good, but it was terrible and racist and all of this stuff. And I got the opportunity where I can say things now, and I think it's great. So um, I think for Zion, 
Um, you know, like obviously, you know, who knows how he struggles with his weight and his stuff like that. But I'm sure when he hears a guy like Stephen A. Smith criticize him, he wants to strike back and his team is doing it for him. And I think it's great. Don't you think, Holden, we're going to get a headline tomorrow? It's going to say Doug Allen, creator of Entourage, says you can coach, choke out your coach. That's what's going to happen, right? The media is just <laughs> no. going to spin it. No, but Zion, like I told you, Zion's fat and he had that coming to him. He needs to lose weight and he needs to take his job more seriously. With that being said, um, if we're going to go down memory, memory lane, Ross, I think you were a Knicks fan. I was a Knicks fan yep. growing up. And um, then we got a chance to work with Ernie Grunfeld, yes. who ran the Wizards for a while. And I'm never going to forgive him for this, for not putting a second superstar around Patrick Ewing. That was why the three of us are still miserable from that era. <laughs> Because John Starks was not a great so number two. He was a number three. They needed to bring another star in there. What was the low point for you guys with your Knicks fandom? For me, it was that game five where Charles Smith just couldn't put those balls oh in my the bucket. God. Down two nothing, Charles Smith dead to me. He's still well, trying to point. put it in. Yeah, still I, trying. I was, about, I was about to say, and again, I don't, I don't ever say dead to me because it wasn't like he wasn't trying to do it, but it was a low point in sports for me <sighs> for sure. Uh, the the deal they gave Allen Houston, I knew was going to be a disaster mm. for years to come. And letting Pat Riley leave, I knew was another uh, another thing. But the biggest tragedy for me in Knicks history was Bernard King blowing out his knee. Oh, as yeah. You know, can happen in pickleball. I, you know, I put uh, <laughs> Jerry Ferrara turtle in a Bernard King jersey in the pilot of Entourage because he was my favorite player. And speaking of, you know, Ernie Grunfeld, they played together in college. And there's a great 30 for 30 about yes. them. Um, but Bernard King was my favorite. I thought he was the best player in the league when uh, that that series against Detroit where him and Isaiah went at each other. Yep. I thought there were great things to come and it was never the same after that. So um, those are probably the four lowest points in, in Nick history for me. And, and, and Patrick, unfortunately, who gets so much heat, had terrible knees. And, uh, you know, otherwise, I think they would have won anyway, even with Charles Smith's debacle in that play. The Ernie and Bernie show, fantastic back in their Tennessee days. I only have about 90 seconds to go here, Doug. And, you know, Holden kind of alludes to it. Getting that second star and is Jalen Brunson a star became a story. Like, are they one superstar away here from New York being New York again? I think so. I think so. Um, You know, and that's it's tough. I love Julius, you know, but I think he's like the best third option in the league, you know, and uh, it, it would be amazing if they could get one more. And I think and, and by the way, that doesn't mean I don't think Jalen could be number one, but they need another star alongside him. And uh, I think they'll get it. And also, I did a doc on the Knicks uh, when the Garden was eaten. You should check out. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. OK, 30 seconds. If you could have the star of your choice, what star would that be in, in actuality that could actually happen? <laughs> the choice. Well, I, I really thought Joel was coming to them before the Sixers turned it around. But now the Sixers may be falling again. So I, I really thought six months ago, Embiid was 100 percent going to be on the Knicks. Um, I still would love to see that. That would be a great combo. It would be hysterical if it was Zion Williamson, and then he and Stephen A. could go at it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want. That. I don't. I don't want that. Unfortunately, I wanted that when the draft happened. I don't. That doesn't excite me anymore. That that to me is lots of years of more pain. Doug, enjoy pickleball on the island, man. Great to have you with us again. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take there, care. There is everybody, the creator of Entourage. Check him out on X at Mr. Doug Allen. Love that conversation. Let's wrap it up, holding with some in-game, in-progress numbers when you come back with us right here on Decent Primetime. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5, get a no sweat bet up to $1,000. In bonus bets, if your first bet happens to lose, download the app. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up today. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown, can be all yours. Wrapping up this edition with the great Holden Kushner, formerly out of D.C., now in Denver, Colorado. Denver proper? Yeah, Denver. Yeah, in Denver proper. Yeah. You said you got snow and it'll be gone in a day? Yeah, it'll be gone tomorrow. Not Denver. I'm I'm like south of Denver, but okay. it's close enough to. I don't say I'm in Denver or Colorado Springs. I'm just in the boonies, buddy. So if you said you were from Denver to people from Denver, they're like, "No, nah, you're not from Denver." Like I've never even heard of where you live. Right. Like because if I said I was from D.C., but you know right. D.C., but right. I lived out in Ashburn. Correct. That, that's well, like 
30 yeah. minutes away. People have no like idea. Vegas. Has Vegas gotten to a point where Summerlin is too Ooh, far away now? Great question. Yeah. Like if you say I live in Vegas, where do you live? Summerlin. I think Summerlin. it still applies. I think that's still. Okay. You can still. Uh, Henderson is where Britain has says it starts to get all dicey. Are you really in Vegas anymore? Uh, by the way, you know, we talk about this because we know about producing shows, putting shows together mm-hmm. from our DC days. And it would always be like, well, if you went over a show, you went, well, why'd you do that? Because you buried the lead. People don't know what a, what a lead is, right? No. We buried the lead today. I mean, what we're going to update some numbers here. Kentucky, by the way, down four shooting free throws. Uh, remember that live number is nine and a half after that first TV timeout. We said maybe you should take Kentucky plus nine and a half. That's neither here nor there now. The lead story today is that a live golf. Who didn't know this? The big story. Another live golf partnership has been announced, this time with the streaming platform Caffeine TV. This is from mm-hmm. Live Golf Nation. This continues to build towards the future with Live's young and massive streaming audience. This, according to Live Golf, is how you grow the game. I don't know if that's an accurate tagline to it, but it's a good sales point. Caffeine TV. Holden Kushner, when we get to the tournament, trying yeah. to find true TV uh-huh. is, is a yearly yeah. tradition. Yeah. Unlike any other. Uh-huh. What about finding caffeine TV so you could watch your live golf? I'm just going through. It actually seems like my kids will like this in a few years because basically what you're doing is streaming and then you could just talk about it while you're on it. Oh, uh, the thing I'm interested in, they have air hockey, which I love watching other people play air hockey, <laughs> paddle sports and music competitions and live. Look, ah, maybe this... maybe we're just old now holding and they're going to laugh at us and p- this will be the future. Well, but this it, to me isn't isn't golf an older man's game. So, like, if they are advertising this, if they're pushing this toward the younger generation, they're kind of missing out, aren't they? Like, so old people don't want to watch caffeine TV. Young people want to watch caffeine TV. Young people don't want to watch golf. Old people want to watch golf. I mean, I love caffeine. I just didn't know it was TV, yeah. that this was oh, a, an actual thing. Because, again, you know, they, they've got a tournament going on this weekend. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like Brooks Koepka to, this win the week, uh, to win this week, get him about 16 to 1 out there. But the problem is you can't see it. Like, yes, you can. You can stream it. And everybody's going to oh, you can because yeah. you can go to your caffeine TV. The problem is I can watch PGA Tour week in and week out. And I do. Because it's a big boy TV deal. And Holden, I love golf. We're going to talk about the Masters here in a little bit. Until they get a real TV deal, can they do it? Can they piecemeal it this way with the caffeine TVs? Will this be the next? Because I'm not saying that they're wrong, but to me, this doesn't do anything to move the meter. I mean, I'll just say this is that anybody can go on here and create whatever they want to create just from looking through it. So it's kind of a decent idea. Mm -hmm. I just don't know, again if the demographics match up because I'm looking at this, it doesn't seem like there's too many people out of their twenties that are creators on this. And if you're looking to find live golf, are you going out of your way to find caffeine TV? So in all, and just in all seriousness, it doesn't seem like the demographics really align very well. And I wonder if live TV is just going to produce their own thing and just put it on this platform. And maybe it doesn't cost them that much, but uh, live golf Definitely straight struggling right now. PGA Tour does not seem to have many issues getting on major TV deals, but this live thing, it's a bad luck. Well, if you want us to gamble on it, we got to be able to watch it. That normally is is normally how this breaks down. Speaking of watching, Pelly's and Nick's 
They've reached the break, Colton Kushner. Can I interest you in a live number? Pelly's up 48-47. No. Could I interest you in a live number of Zion and the Pelly's laying four and a half? Oh, I thought you were going to say a Zion prop. I was like, all right, you're going to interest me in it. No, because it was two and a half when it closed, and now it's four and a half with a one-point lead at halftime. So, you know, if if the if this is – like I said, the number I kind of wanted to get was close to even money on the money line. Maybe the Knicks can take a six- or seven-point lead. You know, we'll get we'll even get a point or two with the Pels. I don't know if that's going to happen. But like I said, I think what happens in this game is the Knicks just get worn down. There, it's a short, it's a short bench. They got guys that aren't healthy. Hartenstein's out tonight. They've literally played seven guys, fourth game in six nights. You can't tell me that the Knicks are going to be running on all cylinders come the fourth quarter. So, you know what? I, I hate getting in on numbers that were worse than the close, yep. but I would not blame you for this right now because again, He's sitting here. He's he's running a Tibbs is throwing a running a seven man rotation tonight. It's, it's with a team as tired as the Knicks are. That's going to catch up to him later. It's just got miracle vibes, right? Again, mm-hmm. again, okay. like you just running these guys back forth. Yeah, uh, Miracle is a fantastic movie. Also, kids, it was real life. It actually yeah. happened. Uh, so let's get back to some more golf talk here because we do have Augusta National coming up uh, in not that long here in April. And here's here's the deal. I'm going to sound like a broken record on this, Holden. I did make one bet already that I do have in pocket. I took Bryson DeChambeau at 45 to 1, speaking of golf, to win this event. It performed very war- well there last year. It's still a bomber's paradise type course. I think he can kind of gouge it a little bit. And if he has a hot putter for a week, he's going to be right up there like he was last week. The number one guy on the odds board is some guy named Scotty Scheffler. And we understand yeah. why. T to green, there's nobody better. Problem is, speaking of putting, it's the putter. And, you know, like Scotty took offense to it last year. He was getting on the media. He's like, you guys, you guys, you guys are making this an issue. It's really not as bad as you think it is. And then you look at the stats, Holden. It's as bad as we think it is. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I know that sometimes you kind of block it out in your mind and you say, well, this isn't real. It's real. It's a real problem. There's no way. As much as I love Scotty and he's already got a green jacket to his ledger, that I can back the two shortest guys on the board, Scotty Sheffler at 8-1 and Rory McIlroy at plus 850 because one guy can't putt right now and the other guy's got a mental block when he gets to Augusta and that guy's Rory McIlroy. Are you with me on those? Well, here, here's my question for you then. How are you? Ca- what are the 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 key things that we're looking for when we're capping the Masters? Well, okay, because we're always capping it by course by course. Yep. Who sets up best for it? Obviously, Schefter, Rory, Rom. These are the best golfers in the world. But what are some of the things you use to handicap? I do want guys that have length, and again, that's kind of why I look to a, a guy like a Bryson DeChambeau. Certainly, Scotty's got it. Rory's got it. He's the best best guy off the tee. So that's why I understand understand why those guys are the short numbers off the board but you know brooks kepka who came in last year with no form remember he was 99 to 1 on the board and then that, that got short and we we're all worried about his knee man like bombers there can do quite well but then you got to have that final equation i really liked one player but i don't like the number he's at anymore and that's why i haven't played him yet and that player is will zalatoris and we Ooh. saw willie z come back at the genesis open and you never want to use the word yips when it comes to golfers. 
kind of had the yips with his putter there. Looks like that that's been corrected and the back is okay. So physically it's the type of golf course that sets up perfectly for him. So I think you can look at some of these guys and go, man, do I want a guy that's got the best putting game, the short game out there? And that could be a guy as much as I maligned him through the years where Jordan Spieth could come into play. At 18 to 1. Because there is a guy that's won in this golf course, performed there really well his first years out on the PGA Tour. And I like Jordan has been in that quote, no fly zone for me the last two years. I've not placed one bet for Jordan Speed to win a major, and he hasn't done so in the last couple of years. I need somebody that is going to be around those greens and good in the greens. This could be, and I'll have the court reporter strike this from the record if he goes out there and is. Ter- I think Jordan Speed's going to be in play this year at eighteen to one. It's actually a playable number. So give me somebody that's kind of a magician, uh, or a magician rather, on these greens, and that can be a guy like Jordan Speed. JT at twenty-two to one, not Justin Timberlake. Justin Thomas is another guy that I'm going to look at uh, to fill out that card. So I want guys with length. But I also want guys that are with that short game that can kind of be magicians there. And I do think Jordan Spieth might be ready to turn back the hands of time. Oh, so slow. he's not even that old. But get back to the Jordan Spieth of old if you're if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm picking it up and now I'm putting it down. <laughs> are you going to play Jordan Spieth at 18 to one? Uh, not not right now, Dave. It's a little early for me. Holden, it's always a pleasure, my friend, hopping on with you. You too, buddy. It's, you too. It's good to see you again a couple times here in the last couple of weeks after a whole bunch of years. Uh, it's, it's always great working with you, man. A absolutely. lot of stuff to talk about tonight, too. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Appreciate Britton S. and everybody behind the glass doing great work here at Prime Primetime. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.